Have you heard about Anchor? If not, let me introduce you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. And you can make money with your podcast with no minimum listenership. Whether you have 10 listeners or 10,000 listeners, Anchor will find you sponsors. It's really everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. See you on the other side. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Magic Time by Monorail News. I'm Gray Hauser, and I'm going solo this week. Um, there's no one else here. It is just me this week. I'm going to talk a little bit about Galaxy's Edge and some of the um, the other news that's happened over the past um, week. You know, we didn't get to discuss Galaxy's Edge last week because we had Rob from Rob Plays on. He's, of course, awesome, and we love having a guest whenever we can, and we'll push whatever aside to have that guest. And it just so happened that uh, it was the Galaxy's Edge week that that, uh, that, that happened on. So um, let's kind of talk a little bit about Galaxy's Edge, right? So it opened um, last week to rave reviews. People, people are loving it. They said that they're handling the crowds in California exceedingly well. Um, I'm hearing that, you know, they've actually started experimenting with giving you return times to build a lightsaber or to go to the cantina and to ride Smuggler's Run, but then that puts a lot of people out in the pathways, or they'll just make you line up for those things, and that clears out the pathways so there aren't any crowds. And, you know, they're still experimenting with it, and I'm sure they'll hit a happy medium before the hordes come in um, later this month when the reservations are no longer required. I mean, I just think it looks absolutely fantastic purely from, like, a land perspective and a story perspective. I mean, everything looks perfectly weathered, right? It looks like you really did just step into a Star Wars film. I mean, and I know that doesn't really mesh with the the rest of Disneyland so well, right? That, you know, Walt wanted the park to be clean, and I guess this really isn't, isn't clean, but I think, you know... People do demand these hyper-real, hyper-themed lands now. And I th- Disney is smartly deciding to cater to those people. Um, and, you know, and I think Disneyland is better for it, right? I mean, I think this is separated so well from the rest of the park. Right? Like, you really can't see much of it. From Frontierland or New Orleans Square or Critter Country, the immediate areas um, around it, you can just see the rock spires, and those sort of blend in nicely with the new Rivers of America, you know, in the back. And I think it pairs, uh, it feels like a petrified forest might almost be back there, right? Of course, it's really the planet of Batu, but it works, you know, both ways. Um, one thing I think it works a little less well on is from Toontown, right? Because it backs up 
right there. You kind of see it from like Mickey's house, right? And I'm sure they'll fix that, you know, as they begin to do work for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is of course going into um, that space. It will not be replacing Roger Rabbit's Toon Car Spin. It's going to go into the Gag Factory building. And they have like some office space back there. They're going to clear out and build the attraction. Um, look, I'm just super psyched. I think that what's coming in the pipeline from Disneyland with Marvel and the railway, right? I think, and probably a version of Tomorrowland. You know, in the in the farther out time, of course, we'll know more um, at D23 Expo this year. But I think it's more exciting, honestly, than. This build-up to Star Wars was, right? I think Disneyland has fundamentally changed, right? A, a, a chapter has closed with the opening of Galaxy's Edge, and we stand at the precipice of um, a, a whole new world, um, if you like, can co-opt that lyric. Um <laughs> But of course, you know, Galaxy's Edge isn't the um, the only thing. I can't really talk much about it because you know I haven't been. I don't feel comfortable talking about something that I haven't seen um, in that great of detail. Besides saying it looks incredible, it really does. Um, so also this week, Pixar um, released the first trailer for Onward, their latest and greatest movie um, that's set in a modern. Yet fantasy world. So you have gnomes and um, unicorns and like pegasi and, and elves and trolls and all sorts of different, you know, unique, um, unique things that um, that really uh, create kind of a cool, you know, mythos. Right? It's directed by the guy who directed um, Monsters University, and it definitely shows. Right? It has Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, the guy who plays Spider-Man, um, as two brothers who are going on a quest to find their father, I believe. Um, we don't know much about it yet. We just have that little synopsis and um, about a one-minute teaser trailer. Um, it looks great, though. It looks really awesome, and I'm sure we'll get more at the D23 Expo. And then, you know, more trickling out ahead of its 2020 release. So, you know, something else happened uh, this week that I, I think is um, is less, um, less great. Um, a woman was hit by a bird at Disney World, right? She was at the dock at the Polynesian Village Resort, and um, a bird um, dive-bombed <laughs> into her um, back in 2017, um, now, you, you might wonder, why exactly is she waiting this long to file this lawsuit for excess of $15,000? Um, personally, I think it does look um, a little, you know, a little sketchy that she would wait this long, right? I think I would file the lawsuit, you know, immediately after it happened. Uh, if I was going to sue, I'm not really a, a trigger-happy, sue-happy person. But I understand, you know, that that she might feel like it's warranted and you know that, that is her prerogative I guess to um, to decide to sue you know, it's no one's fault right no one can really control that like a bird flew into you right it's awful but no one's to blame 
I think that might, you know, hinder her case. Obviously, I'm not a, a lawyer and um, can't really give um, legal advice. Um, they're insisting that Disney should be familiar with these seasonal nesting birds that fly above the resort, and uh, Disney should do something to keep the docks safe for visitors and properly warn guests of the potential dan- dangers created by birds flying overhead. And also, they created a false sense of security for resort patrons. So there are other allegations, but those do seem to be the um, the the big ones. Um, Disney has not officially commented on this lawsuit or the bird attack, but a company spokesperson said that they will respond to Dixon's allegations in court. We will be watching to see how that court case unfolds. You know, if you if you really love fireworks, right, you were probably delighted to know that we're getting a new show at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And you know, it's really good news. That in addition to that, at Mickey's very merry Christmas party, we're getting a new show as well. We're getting, um, we're getting, what are they, what are they calling it? Um, Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks Show, hosted by the one and only Minnie Mouse, who will uh, celebrate the magic of Christmas with melodies of beloved holiday songs like Joy to the World. Deck the halls up on the housetop, and we wish you a Merry Christmas. Um, the holiday music will evoke heartfelt moments of home and family, as well as the festive fun of the season, before an incredible finale you won't want to miss. This fireworks show will be playing at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party on select nights between November 8th and December 22nd, 2019. If you're looking for an extra magical way to experience this fireworks show, there will be, of course, dessert parties that will feature chocolate-dipped strawberries, cupcakes, ice cream, seasonal fruits, cheeses, and other festival favorites. While taking advantage of dedicated, dazzling views of the show, I did a dessert party when I was at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party this last winter and really, really enjoyed it. The food was excellent. They had this awesome s'mores deal where they'd make you s'mores. It was it was excellent. I think I had one too many of those. I'm sure that, that will still be there um, this year. In addition, um, guests will also be able to enjoy Mickey's Once, a time, once Upon a Christmas Time Parade a totally Tomorrowland Christmas and Mickey's most merriest celebration stage show in addition to a frozen holiday wish where Queen Elsa will magically transform Cinderella's castle into a glittering ice spectacle. It's going to be awesome and I know um, a lot of locals and people will travel out just to this new new fireworks show. I know it's very, very exciting. You know, and as we, as we, as we look ahead to the future of Epcot, right, the most immediate thing I think we're all looking at is the new restaurant, Takatomi Tai. Um, it's going to be a Japanese steakhouse that will feature things like Wagyu and Kobe beef. Um, it sounds delicious, but do be warned that it will be the second restaurant in Epcot to require a dress code. Men will be required to wear khakis, slacks, or dress shorts and collared shirts. They can wear jeans if they are in good condition. Sports coats are optional. Women must wear capri pants, skirts, dresses, or dress shorts. 
Jeans may be worn if they're in good condition. Absolutely not permitted are tank tops, flip-flops, swimsuits, swimsuit cover-ups, hats for gentlemen, cut-offs, torn clothing, and t-shirts with offensive or graphic language. Um, that includes graphics on the t-shirts. Um, I think it looks good. I think there will be a lot of people who will be turned off by the dress code. I think there will be a lot of people also who will be turned on by the dress code and will want to go and eat here for a bit of a classier dinner, kind of like what Disney offers with Victoria and Albert's um, over at the Grand Floridian. Um, Bob Iker has indicated that Marvel will likely be coming to Shanghai Disneyland, and it's just a matter of... Of um, of time before that happens, and we're keeping our eye on that. Um, in addition, um, Disney announced some new stuff about Epcot's um, reinvigoration. I should have mentioned this before I mentioned the Marvel thing, but um, they're going to be giving a new classic look to match offerings at um, Imagination. The land and the seas, those last two pavilions are rumored to be going away. But frankly, I don't give those rumors much credence considering that they're doing renovation work on those buildings right now um, as we speak. Um, and you know, I think they'd be doing that if they were going to tear them down. I mean, let's be real here. Um, we'll get more information um, about this Epcot overhaul at the Expo. Um... You can also be very excited about merchandise that will be available at Disney Villains After Hours. We'll have more about that in July when we go and experience that for ourselves. Um, also, Disney has shaken up the Fast Pass Plus tiers ahead um, of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening. So they've redone the tiers that will go into effect on opening day of Galaxy's Edge. Um, now, now part of Tier 1 are Slinky Dog Dash, Alien Swirling Saucers, Toy Story Mania, The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, and Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. Tier 2 is Star Tours, The Adventures Continue, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Disney Junior Dance Party, For the First Time in Forever, A Frozen Sing-Along Celebration, Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular, Muppet Vision 3D, Fantasmic, and Beauty and the Beast live on stage. You might note that the Star Wars attractions are not included on that list because they would not be offering Fast Pass initially when the lands open. It will be standby for everyone. Um, I heard it's worked really well in California and I assume it will work just as well um, going ahead in Florida. Um, there will also be an Imagination Pink and Magic Mirror Metallic shopping event for annual pass holders in Disney Springs on June 14th. You can get all the details about that at monorailnews.com. And lastly, we dug up a, a very interesting presentation given by some Imagineers at GDC, the Game Developers Conference, called Playing with Magic. Interactive interactive Worlds in Walt Disney Imagineering. It's about an hour-long presentation, and they discuss interactivity in the parks, from things like Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom and um, Star Wars data pads to the Play Disney Parks app and Toy Story Midway Mania. I highly recommend you give that a look. Um, you can find that at monorailnews.com. Look, I have been Gray Hauser, 
You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Gray Hauser, Gray with an A. You can follow Monorail News on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Monorail News. Uh, no underscore there. All one word. We hope you have a very magical day and we'll be back with a guest or a co-host or someone to augment me next week. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. Good night. Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-C-